Hey everyone, and welcome back to the HLP. October was the beginning of a brand new quarter, so from October until the end of December, we have a brand new Die Hard Dice Code. So if you would like 15% off a new set of die and you would like to support us at the same time, go ahead and go to dieharddice.com and use the code HLPFALL21. And that will be the brand new code that you can use to get a discount on dice and support us while you're at it. That's the end of my announcements for this week. So with that, I can welcome you all into episode 166, Harry Me With My Guns. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 166, and we're mid-combat. Yeah. We don't do that a lot. Uh Uh-oh. We don't do that a lot, but I think this one's going to be a long one, so we had to do it. Well, Steve, what you drinking? Well, you know what, Griff? Another potion of uh, stone skin, maybe? (laughs) God, I wish. People know I am the HLP bad boy, but now people know I like ridges now. So I'm drinking a Wolf's Ridge beer. I also like Star Wars. So this is a Dire Wolf Yub Nub. This was brewed, inspired by a favorite childhood film uh, back before there was a special edition edit. So wonder what that film could be. We've got some definitely not Ewoks on there. This is a coffee cinnamon imperial stout, 10.8% ABV, 22 fluid ounces. I don't want to ask, but I don't know what exact film that is. It's Return of the Jedi. Okay. Th- that was vague enough. Mm. I do not know what it is. Well, I guess uh, you're just not I guess they're, the I joke. guess they're yeah, expert legalese and <laughs> side speak uh, fooled you, just mm-hmm. like it fooled the copyright claims. Brooks, you got anything good? You know, uh, I've got something also from Wolf's Ridge. Uh, big surprise, the Oktoberfest again. And... You know, it's one of those that you don't mind having it over and over again. It's that good. Nice. Something that I used to have over and over again, but I've kind of stopped having, but now I'm having again, is uh, peanut butter whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> Didn't want to drink it with coffee. It's a bit late. Mm. Emily, that's a, is that canned tie-dye? My can is tie-dye. This is Babe. Rosé with bubbles. It was clearance at the grocery store, so I had to try it. Clearance? Is it because it's named after a pig? Maybe. But uh, it actually it tastes okay. for It's canned wine. It's nothing special, but it's, it's decent. Okay. Well, speaking of something that's above and beyond decent, Haley, you're drinking out of the HLP Chalice. Woo! Oh, yeah. Newly minted chalice from our friend Emily. It's very intimidating. Very terrifying. What are we? Are we going to call the chalice like the Summerlin Cup or something in honor of Emily for making it for us? That is pretty good. That is pretty good. I think that works. All right. Yeah. Well, you have the Patreon beverage, but I guess 
you're having the Patreon beverage because you've won this round. What do you mean? I guess. Yes, that is. I guess. I guess that's what that means. (laughs) On a technicality. technicality, (laughs) I suppose you've won this time. By the rules. (laughs) So what you got? I have a rum tum tugger from Sir Newt. A fitting first chalice drink. Mm, I've heard he's a curious cat. It's got two ounces of spiced rum, an ounce of simple syrup, one medium sized strawberry. No idea why. And half an ounce of lime. It looks comical in the chalice that I believe holds an entire bottle of wine. It does hold an entire bottle of wine. It just, it looks like. It feels like a quarter of it. Yeah. It, <laughs> it looks like the dregs. It, the cup is very intimidating to drink from. It has tentacles everywhere, all over it. And it's uh, also got items all over the yeah, base. Yeah, it's got trinkets from all the characters on the show. It's got an HLP logo on it. It's also tall, very tall. It's tall, yeah. It's it like the size very... of Haley's forearm. It, it truly is a chalice. This thing is enormous. Yes, and beautifully done. If it wasn't yes. made of glass, I would definitely be drinking out of that at the Brewfest. Oh, it, I can't. I can't bring something like that. No, <laughs> way too delicate. Signed on the bottom as well. Very touching. Oh, well. Well, it seems like the first drink out of the Summerlin Cup is a real winner, huh, Haley? <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> it just tastes like lime and rum. That's what it is. Yeah. I understand that's, that's all it is. is. It's just like, that's not a good drink. It's just sour and alcohol. It's lime and rum. A little bit of sweetness from the simple syrup. Got that nice strawberry bobbing in there hitting you in the face every time you go take a <laughs> Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Getting uh, whacked by that strawberry over and over again. But like it smells and here this is the thing is I really, really like spiced rum as a whole. And so every time I, I like was smelling it and it's like, oh yeah, this will this is like gonna be a great rum and coke. That's where my brain goes because I'm oh. so used to the smell of rum in a rum and coke, and then immediately disappointed. <laughs> it's a precarious place to be if you're gonna judge all spiced rum drinks off of the rum and coke. I understand. I also like other spiced rum drinks, but it smells like I don't know. It smells really distinctly almost like a rum and coke, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, all yeah, you're missing is like strong. vanilla and you would have like a Coke complex. It smells vanilla. Oh, like so, that's the thing. Yeah, with the sugar? It smells vanilla. Spiced, spiced rum. Yeah, it's just a spiced right. rum. Mm. Oh, yeah. It actually has like all of the components. It does smell like Coke. Like, it I'm has not all the crazy. Components it in literally it. smells like a rum and coke. Like, it, I'm not, I'm not just saying that. 100%. It, it does tastes like a like rum that. and choke. So. <laughs> it tastes like rum and sour. Well, we can't belabor this any longer. You have a denizen of the deep, whalebone pilk, and his salty sea crew attacking you in ship to ship combat. And they have boarded your ship, the backbreaker, and are dealing some serious damage. To the crew. And that's where we find you. And it is Pilk's turn. And last time I described, he's kind of like looking at each of you, pointing his two pistols. What type of pistols are these? They don't look like any pistol you've ever seen. They're, They're some kind of... Somehow his undead spirit is like maintaining these things. You see like every shot he fires, it just seems to reload even though it's a flintlock 
that that's that's what got me. We were driving home last week, and I was in the car, and I was like, "Wait a second! <laughs> he shot eleven times with two hands full of pistols. What's going on here? Where's the bullets? <laughs> bullets were in your mind the whole time. Mm. Okay, Ikmer, does a twenty-nine hit your touch AC? Yeah, by a little. By a little. Okay. <laughs> so, Pilk is aiming, 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 and then his arm to the elbow disappears. Oh. And a loaded pistol is pressed against the side of Ikmer's head. Excuse me? And then it sinks into his skull. I need a fortitude save. Definitely going to use my uh, tenacious on this one. Okay. Whatever it is, it sounds terrible. I want none of it. It is going to be a 31. With a 31, the only thing that happens is you hear the click as the flintlock goes off and inside your head, just this ringing, but it doesn't fire. And that's the creature's turn. However, this pistol is still in your head. Tulia. I would like to use a spell that should hit everything, every enemy, including the, like, so the bell, this dude, and the wet guys. Mm-hmm. The wet boys? The wet boys. The soggy bottom boys. <laughs> um, and that would be chain lightning. I would like to use chain lightning. Okay. I also think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to boost the DC by using a point in my arcane reservoir. Sure. Is that reflex saves? Those are reflex saves. Uh, the troop gets a 26. It has evasion. It gets a 26. It fails. Okay. Um, oh, shit. No, it succeeds. Okay. Damn it. Then the gunner also succeeds. The object cannot make a reflex save. Okay. I needed to roll 11d6. I believe that will just carry on to everybody. Yeah, I mean, the two things have evasion and succeeded, so they take zero damage. Those assholes. And then, but the bell takes damage, so. 45 damage. 45 damage, so I think energy damage is halved before it goes against hardness. Yeah, divide the damage in half before applying the object's hardness. Okay, so 45 goes to 22, and then versus hardness. Yep. Gosh darn it. I didn't realize both of them had evasion. They're all very, I guess, nimble. They're nimble. Dexy. Cool. Dexy as hell. I think we did learn that, that their reflex saves were very good. I knew their reflex saves were good, but I didn't expect both to have mm. evasion. Pretty sure you got evasion for both of them in there, and uh, what you learned about them. Uh, I, I've got it written down. Yeah. We did. Well. Ikmer. First thing is, oh, how do I get this stupid thing out of my head? Yeah, is there any sort of knowledge that I can know about it? Like, is it... It would be a religion check. Yeah, I definitely don't have that, but... I don't think uh, you guys asked for his special abilities. And if Ikmer shakes his head, like, and it's still in his head, it's not in, like, that location? Yeah. How high up is this guy? He's within your reach. I would like to attack him many times. In fact, to the full, full, uh, fullest extent. <laughs> to the fullest extent of your full attack? Uh, I would yes. also like you to do that. Sure. 
terrible. 23 doesn't hit. 27? 27 does hit. And that's just one. Okay. 39 damages. 39 damage. Nice. Now get the thing out of my head and take your elbow back. That was a lot of arm in my head. All right. Oh, I'm going to allow this to stand because it was a my bad on my end, but for future reference, don't be mad if a 27 doesn't hit again. Okay. I didn't have his correct template on when I saved him. I will not. Also, uh, would I be I wouldn't would I be able to bite him? Uh yeah. You have the same reach with your bite as you do with your sword. I would like to do that. Okay. 20 won't hit him. No, it will not. Next in the order is the troop. It's going to move to encompass Lyra. It should still be able to be in Ikmer's square. 21 points of damage to Ikmer. 17 points of damage to Lyra. And I need a couple of fortitude saves. 30. Okay, you're good. How'd you do? Same as I was doing before. I rolled a natural one. <gasps> Jeez, mm. Okay, uh, you are nauseous for one more round. <laughs> Do these things, like, stack on top of each other, or it's just like, so another round, another round? The another thing round. is, this ability makes you nauseous for one round. Okay. So, when it when it does it, if you fail, you're nauseous for one round. So, the round has reset, essentially. Mm, okay. Durin. Well, so Durin has taken, I've done the math here, 197 points of damage, which would almost perma-kill him twice if he did not have stone skin on. There's 11 points left. He is basically on death's door. Um, and for a moment, his eyes are wide. Like, he's, he's got some sort of shell shock. Like, he, he feels death coming, and he's certainly been there before. But he snaps back to reality because he knows that without him there's a good chance that one or two people on the ground could die from this horde and he's got the right tools for the job to attack it so again I, I need to be putting the damage on this thing he is going to move action steady the shot with bullseye shot to give me a little bonus to hit this kills me, but I think I'm going to turn off deadly aim, so I have basically a guaranteed hit without a natural one, which we've seen happen. Um, and then he is going to take a swift action to attach holy water to his arrow and then use a standard action to do the bomb-arrow combo thing and fire down into the horde. Griffin, I do, I do want a point of clarification here. How high up is our friend Mr. Pilk? Does it is is there 10 feet below him or is there 5 feet below There's him? There's 10 feet below him. Okay. So he's taking two diagonal steps up towards you. Okay. So, right. Okay. That, that helps. That just helps me know that I definitely can't hit him. So, here goes my shot at the horde. All right. Six off the die. That's going to be a dirty 30 to hit. Oh, yeah. You got him. All right. Cool. I did turn off Deadly Aim, so we're going to see a little less damage from the Orc Hornbow. I might not bypass DR, but hey. All right, that's going to be 13 points of damage, of uh, piercing damage from the arrow shot. 
And then the bomb is going to go off. This was a, a holy bomb. I didn't clarify that before. Okay. 36 points of divine good damage. And then half again, because that's area effect, right? Correct, yes. 54. Okay. Nice. And then I got my holy water, which does 2d4 points of damage to undead creatures. There we go. Seven points. That was the seven points you needed. Yeah. Yay. The horde dissipates. That's so good. Thank goodness. Am I still nauseous for a round? You're going to be nauseous on your turn. Oh. Uh, but it is your turn. You're nauseous. There is no horde by you, so you can move. Lyra, take cover. She is. She is going to move back. The thing in the middle that Lyra's standing on right now, is that like a grate? Yes. All right. Lyra's standing on a grate pretty close to some stairs right now, and she is going to move back towards the far side of the boat. All right. Ikmer, you just hear the hammer click back. Does a 30, yeah, 30, 30 hits your touch. Um, Make me a fortitude save. All right. And because I need to read and really have been playing my character wrong for so incredibly long. I still have Tenacious. It's if I fail that I'll use it. I was we, gonna bring that yeah, up. Yeah, we, yeah, I just have been... You didn't get it right back when you played it. For <laughs> I'm not surprised you're getting it wrong now. It, yeah. <laughs> well, now it's screwy because it's different. It's like a similar mechanic but different than... The other one that he has than, with uh, <laughs> Yeah, than his samurai shit. And I... And I'm erroring on... The safe side of doing a 31 fortitude save. Okay. <laughs> that does it. Uh, the creature is now going to fly up using acrobatics. Ooh, uh, how is a dirty 40 against your CMB? D, right? Or D, sorry. Yeah, that gets me. Okay. Uh, all, all that means is that you don't get an attack of opportunity on him. As he moves at half speed, he's going to come continue to go diagonally up. So he's moving kind of overhead of Ikmer, and he's going to be roughly uh, 30 feet in the air. And uh, real close to me. Yeah. Very close to that crow's nest. Don't like that. Tulia. I'm going to use a point of in my arcane reservoir to oh, yeah. raise the caster level of this spell. How many of those you got today? What do you mean? I mean, there's points you get. I get 14. Okay. <laughs> so I have no problem there. That's fine. So I've only actually used four. This is my fourth one. I mean, to be fair, like, my level one Arcanist has five, so... Right, you get a bunch of them. Like, I'm not worried. And with that, I did roll an 18 on the die, and now this is to range touch attack. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 31 touch. Yep. Okay, great. Okay, great. And what what were you raising oh. with the thing? You're raising the caster level, not the save. The caster level. There's no save. <laughs> if it matters, I should have said this on my turn. Uh, Lyra's singing has ended the echoing, so everyone should turn that off of their sheets. I had apparently already turned that off. Oh, okay. Because I think I turned it off when you went nauseous thinking that it was gone. All right, so no issue there. Yeah. Or you never turned it on because you haven't had to make an attack roll. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> that could have also been oh, the reason. Yeah. 
Alright. Uh, so we're gonna roll 13d6. What's the spell? It is a Hellfire Ray! It is my other level 6. I'm just throwing out both of my level 6s right now. Again, take care of that. Uh, Alright, so my dice roller. I don't know if this is good or not. Um, it is a 43. 50% of that is fire and 50% of that is pure unholy power. How much was it? 43. Those are my two level 6 spells. We're just gonna come in strong tonight. Ikmer. So Mr. Pilk is directly above Ikmer. He is 30 feet in the air, but yes. Yes. And with his shiny new armor, he is going to fly directly up and poke this dude from directly beneath. Okay. That's awesome. So I guess I will be uh, five feet away from him. So 25 feet just straight up, still over our boat. Okay, give me that attack roll. And I uh, have, I'm having trouble just hitting him in general, so I'm going to turn off power attack. Okay, one attack. Let's see if he can do it. 38. <gasps> there we go. Nice. And this is a critical threat. <gasps> okay, roll the confirm. Judicious force. Yeah, sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm so used to playing one character for 160 episodes. My bad. <laughs> Uh, 30? 30, that hits. <gasps> yes! Yes, yes, yes. 44. 44 damage. This is slashing? It is. Okay. It's not 44. Durin, you're up. Okay. So things are starting to get close to him. Um, what Durin is going to do is he needs to really get out of the touch range of these cannons, because if he gets hit again, he's probably going to be permadead. So, as he is wont to do, he's going to spend a standard action to extend these bat-like looking wings from behind his back, and then take a full move action to fly 60 feet out backwards over the water. Okay. So he is now far away from the ship. And that's a full turn. Okay. Lyra. You are no longer nauseous. Finally, Lyra can have a full turn. It's only been like three turns. About time. It's felt like so long. Uh, Can she see the pistol that's hanging outside of Ikmer's? It's no longer doing that. No longer doing that? All right. No, it seems as if the creature moving away from him uh, took its pistol with him. Great. Can I do a knowledge check to know what it would have done if it had been successful? Ooh, only a seven. Oh, a seven? Yeah. How? With with religion? Yep, I have a plus two. Oh, yeah. And you, I'm rolling horribly. You know nothing. Darn. <laughs> I don't know that you can succeed with a plus two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to try. Lyra does know what she's good at. So she starts singing as a move action. And then, unfortunately... The one person who uh, needed healing the most moved out of her range, but uh, she's going to cure Light Wounds Mass to the party. Maximum healing. 19 points of healing to everyone but Durin. All right. And that's her full turn. It's Pilk's turn then. How is that 19 points of healing? 
if it's cure, oh, it's mass cure light like, does, so does weird stuff. The, yeah, yep. it doesn't have the plus the five cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to full attack at Tulia, who dealt a decent amount of damage to it. Uh, you'll notice that it has a special ability that when firing its gun, it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Strange. That's, uh, rude. Uh, crit threat. How rude. That could be bad. Oof. Yeah, uh, high 30s to confirm that crit against touch. Yeah. Okay. More than double my touch. How about a, uh... 22 against touch. Yes. Okay. Griffin, I'm a caster. Just checking. Oh, shit. That was really close to another crit. Uh, that'll also hit. And two more shots. Can't wait for this guy to misfire. Holy shit. Oh, did Come I? Come on. Uh, I'll just say I'll just say it. He can't misfire. Oh, that, that seems coarse. Like bullshit. This is, this is very balanced. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's another net 20. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lyra looks up at Tulia looks at her cards saying it was not in the cards and she uses define interference she's gonna sacrifice a level one spell you gotta re-roll with a minus one <laughs> well, certainly you. still hit but it's not but a it's crit. not a crit yeah hopefully. so i definitely hit yeah but it's not a great crit. job and then final attack thanks thank you uh will also hit so one crit four more hits Let's get this crit out of the way. I really love this impossible encounter you've given us. 45 points of damage on the crit. Next hit, 12. Next hit, 8. Next hit, or sorry, 9. If it matters, we'll see if it matters. Next hit, 14. Final hit, another 12. So I was at full, 100% full, because I hadn't gotten hit. I'm now at nine, nine points of health. Ooh. Nine points. And he just kind of like blows on the barrel of both of his pistols. Dangerous. But an extra move action, can I take an attack opportunity? He makes no. one of the pistols disappear and point at your head. <laughs> Tulia, you're up. I mean, anything with a reflex save isn't going to fucking matter, which is half my spells. Yeah, there's something I've been leaving out that uh, I feel bad, but I'm going to enact. He does have spell resistance. I believe you did learn that. Oh, yeah, we did. We, we yep. did. Yeah, and I forgot it on the last attack, so consider that a freebie. Are your lightning balls still? Yeah, they're still active. It's move action. I guess I could move them around, but it's a reflex save, so. Just <laughs> you can put them in a square and... And do nothing. Um, <laughs> well, what else are you going to use that move action for? I guess. That's All right, fair. three reflex saves, right? For one for each ball. Yeah. Uh, if a twenty-six doesn't fail, none of them do. No, that does not fail. Okay. Exactly. That's. I mean, he could roll a one. I mean, yeah. They're not even like a ton of damage. I was hoping for like lots of little damage. Not with evasion. All right. Here's something I can do. And raising the caster level won't matter, so I will raise the DC. Okay. By two. And this time, it's a fortitude save. Fortitude save. Um, Does it affect objects? Says at a creature. Because he's undead. We did roll that knowledge check. So I wouldn't do that. All right, well, I guess I'll do magic missile. (laughs) Okay. Can't miss. Yeah. 
can't miss. I'll cast them. So I guess I'm just not spending any uh, reservoir points. <laughs> wow. God forbid you don't spend any reservoir points. 17 points of damage. Wow, that's exactly what you needed to kill Pilk. We are taking this bullshit encounter to the zone of truth because I need to learn everything about it. It wasn't even that bullshit. He's only like CR 11. It's bullshit. All right. uh Uh-oh. Tulio's going to immediately fly over to the bell and uh, bring that to Igmer to just smash. Yeah. As you fly over to the bell, the ship begins to become I grab the bell. (laughs) I grab the bell. You don't, sadly. Can Lyra use Ghostbane Dirge on the bell? (laughs) Here's the way it works. You have to kill the bell while Pilk is alive if you want to end his haunt. I don't really care. It doesn't matter if you don't care. Them's the rules. So uh, see you in a couple days, folks. I need serious, serious healing. So does Durin. You're both looking really bad. I'm going to go ahead and cast Infernal Healing Greater on myself just to give me something. Everybody coming close and Lyra can start healing people up. Durin flies back to the ship. Oh, shit. And Ikmer uh, clambers down (laughs) from, like, 25. They're, yeah. Somebody can give me a a religion check if you want, now that, like, the combat's over and you've had time to think about it. Really quick, um, I don't want to be the bad guy, but Magic Missile does have spell resistance. Did I need to roll that? Oh, you did need to roll that. For fuck's sake. We're back in! Come on! We're in it! We're back in! I don't even roller coaster of emotions. Well, let's just roll it, and then we'll see if Steve needs to put the combat music. I'll put something else on. Here we go. Let's see. It's not a gimme. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know what your bonus is to this. It's probably pretty high. Please tell me you took spell penetration and improved spell penetration. No, but I will use that point of Arcane Reservoir because that will increase my thing by two. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Real cool guy. Um. I don't know how high it is. Well, what do you have? 22. Oh, you beat it by one. <gasps> oh, thank God. I have a plus 15. I did not roll well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so Durin flies back, and I know Lyra's healing people up. He's going to reminisce on what just happened with that religion. Yeah, same. If my heroism is still on, which it should be, that's going to be a 26. 26 would get you uh, some information. And I know you guys were, like wanted to know what that gun thing was. Yes. Yes. It is uh, an ability this creature has called Steel Breath, which if Ikmer were to have failed the Fortitude save, he would have gotten 1d4 Condrain, and the gun would have stayed in him. Like, oh, in, until he could make another save. Mm-hmm. Uh it would continue that way on the second round. If you failed the save, he would immediately go to zero health uh, and start dying. Yeah, I definitely got phantasmal killer vibes from it. Yeah. On the uh, saves. on the third round. Oh, so sorry. On the second round, you're um, you're unconscious and reduced to zero hit points. On the third round, you fall to negative one hit points and are dying. And one round round after that, you die. Thank goodness, I was target of that. I mean, yeah, that Condrain just makes it harder and harder to make that mm-hmm. save. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. tough. Um, you would also know that he's got 
uh, he's got some cool stuff like uh, his initial volley was called the um, Stranger Shot. I don't know if we talked about that, but it like it does an additional 66 points of damage as a four-round action and increases his touch range to double. So 80-foot touch range mm. on a pistol. It's pretty crazy. Jeez. This guy's got distance pistols. But yeah, he's uh, he's no boy now. Well, he's not here anymore. So uh, just give him a few days. Speaking but he shouldn't push. come back after this. He shouldn't. But <laughs> I just I'm waiting for you guys to finish this up. Finish up the finish up the track. And then one last combat. <laughs> <laughs> back for more. Oh, you guys sailing off into the horizon? There's a ghost ship following you. <laughs> no. Durin will fly to shore. <laughs> Leave this fucking boat. I have given up. <laughs> you can have the ship. <laughs> you guys doing some healing? Yes. Yeah, Lyra goes around and is healing everyone up using quite a few spells. I'm also going to use my infernal healing greater. Um, and that will give me 40 points. So maybe a little bit less spells. But still a lot because like that doesn't. That's not enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this was at night, and so you're able to rest pretty much directly after this. And the next couple of days are rather uneventful. You eventually see land on the horizon, and this island, as it kind of appears out of the mist, its one major peak points up and slopes down in a cliff, kind of reminiscent of a huge shark fin. You circle the island, entering a cove by dusk, and you see a galleon with blood-red sails, and on its bow is an elegantly carved wolf head. The eyes are fist-sized rubies. And on the hull, you can see, scrawled in what looks like blood, blood moon. I I think over those few days as we're traveling there, um, Dern is probably a little introspective and and reserved away from some of the rest of the crew. But he does have this pretty fierce loyalty to the captain. And as we pass this uh this vessel he leans over to her i i think this is that of evaness or nash he must be here it's lucky we've caught him in port i was hoping as much hopefully we won't have to wait then do you think he is on the vessel or do you think he's on land i imagine with the ship moored out in the harbor he's likely in town who do you want to go to meet him? I would lead the crew myself if you like. I think it's important that myself and Ikmar are there. The rest of you can do as you will. I appreciate all the help any of you can give, and if any of you are better talkers than he or I, that might go a long way. But I think the only way we're going to get an audience with Avamar is with Ikmar being here. Understood. My gifts are not with my words, but I will join you. Certainly, you are not going overboard alone. 
I may not have the prestige of the Prince of Wolves, but I do have a way with words. I can assist you in this task. I can attest to that. She's, uh, she's been in the courtroom and can really talk her way out of anything. That's a tale I would like to hear someday. Are you telling me you're a dead lawyer? Well, I was never board certified, but <laughs> I know my way around the courtroom now. I won the case. Something tells me Captain Soranesh doesn't care much for the law, but... Even better. <laughs> well, we didn't really know it at the time either. Uh, like laws in terms of uh, why we were really in the courtroom. So it makes sense. Hmm. The facts were on our side. We were just telling the truth. You speak in vagaries. It seems there's a larger story behind this. Well, seeing as how there's only one uh, ship or one, uh, I guess, dinghy. We'll have to ride together, and we'll tell you the story along the way. So, you take a dinghy in, you anchor the ship, and ride in on a dinghy, and the town in front of you is a sprawling, kind of scummy seaside place. Scum? Not not S-K-U-M. <laughs> oh, God, thank goodness. <laughs> and Brains everywhere. As the as the light level decreases, the crowded streets get emptier and emptier. By the time you reach shore, it's nearly sundown, and there are nearly no civilians in the street. In fact, you can see people in homes and establishments shuttering their businesses and there's one singer out on the street trying to make that coin (laughs) there is a large manor house kind of up the hill this town is built on a hill that rises from the water level up kind of up the basin of this shark fin mountain you think if if there was a free captain living here, you'd probably live in this manor. By the time you make your way to the manor, the sun has set. Ikmer, you feel the hair on your neck tingle, and Anya would look to you. I know you're new with this, this whole wolf thing that we have. She nods to the sky and you can see the moon is full. Are you going to be alright? Are you saying that I actually have to make a check? or She's asking just, you if you're going to be okay. But do I like actually have to make the, like, make the check? No. Oh, okay. Whatever it takes, I, uh, I'll make sure to be under control. This is too important to, to mess up. This is for Sawyer. You say that, and you hear from the manor house, and it's kind of, like, gated. And it's on this huge amount of property. You see, like, palm trees from behind the fence. And you hear rise up a group howl from this place. And suddenly, Durin and Lyra and 
Tulia feel a lot more like prey. If you guys stick with me, I promise you'll be just fine. I can protect us. I know you can. I trust you. I certainly hope so, but all the same. And he kind of rustles his quiver a little bit, and you see a silver arrow slide out. (laughs) Because Uh, I have 50 of them on my character sheet. Nice. Yeah. Tulia would just echo this. I'm not looking for a fight tonight. You approach the gate, and from two kind of watch posts posted slightly above, glowing yellow eyes peer down at you. Mighty brave of little lambs to come to Blood Manor on the night of the full moon, no less. Renault, should we have a snack? I know we're not hunting till later, but they smell so good. The other guard from the other tower chimes in. In, uh, something's off about those front two. State your business. That's right. Uh, they're not here alone. We too change with the moon. So you needn't worry in terms of whether or not you can hunt these. They are, well, they're under our protection. So they're here with you then. That's correct. And we are looking for Captain Sornash. And you can tell him that the Prince of Wolves is here. Prince of Wolves. That's something I've heard of before. Not from around these parts, though. Hey, you better keep an eye on these little lambs if you're trying to bring them into Blood Manor tonight. Just a limb or two wouldn't kill them. And they'd kill you. We'd see about that. You don't look like much seasoned pirates. You're about to enter the domain of the strongest free captain in the Pirate Council. You might be the Prince of Wolves. We'll have to ask Captain Soranash himself if he wants an audience with you. But you're welcome through the gate. Just watch your step. Everyone's quite a bit hungry tonight. And we ain't gone ranging for a few hours yet. So then we should have nothing to worry about. Mm. A lot of us would enjoy an apartif. Something to entice the palate for later. But the two of us, we won't be bothering you. You can be on your way. And the gate creaks open. Much appreciated. I have to imagine Durin, Tulia, and Lyra are, like, clumped together. (laughs) I think you literally look like herded sheep right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, you have have Igmar and Anya to either side of you, and you're just, like, clustered up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Durin, at least, is super twitchy. This is a character that's very high dex, so, like, his, I, I imagine his movements already are kind of like herky jerky, like a little too fast. So he's like looking back and forth and his eyes are jumping from person to person to person. He knows what a foe looks like. And these people seem to not like him or at least think that he could be prey. 
And maybe it's because Tulia spent so much time around enemies, essentially, and with her time, her about 50-ish years on another plane where they all wanted to eat her and only because of Lopsock that that didn't happen. But she's not... I mean, she doesn't have, like, a lot of outward signs. I mean, she's complying. Um, that's what I would say. She's compliant. But she's not outwardly afraid because this is not too abnormal from what she's been in, realistically. Like, she spent a lot of her life this way. Lyra's going to be holding herself very tall and trying to still have presence. But she is laser-focused on Ikmer. That's her lifeline right now knowing that he promised her protection and so she is staying very close to him trying not to look afraid uh but that's where all of her focus is is on ikmer and and i would say like to kind of mirror that if if the three of us are sort of clumped up and you're like close to ikmer durin's close to anya like this is the person who's kind of shepherded him through this so far so he's got this kind of dedication to her and it's like Anya, you better protect me right now. Like, I'm here for you, so... And for their part, yeah. Itmer and Anya are both full hybrid form at this point. Oh, okay. It would be a huge mistake not to be. You pass this sprawling estate grounds. The path in front of you is brick, and it splits around this huge pool. Make a perception check. (laughs) 29. 31. My luck continues. 10. 4. Yeah. (laughs) Ikmer's thirsty. (laughs) Damn, you can say that again. Durin and Tulia, you can see just the tips of dark blue fins cresting the surface of this water. And then you hear commotion as the front door of the manor is burst open and light spills onto the grounds in front of you and two wolf men bring a presumably a villager kicking and screaming up to the pool and toss her in and then the thrashing in the pool becomes extensive it's it's like churning and you see a huge humanoid shark exit the pool kind of wipes some gore from his lips you must be new welcome to blood manor you hungry there's still a bit left in the pool <laughs> I've had my fill for now. <laughs> I uh, don't tend to take my meat waterlogged. It's all right. I don't like to smell a wet dog anyway. Pleased to meet you. I'm Ikmer, uh, Prince of Wolves. He kind of sniffs the air. Wait, were you all in combat recently? I smell a tinge of blood in the air. Unfortunately, uh, none of it is... Uh, our enemies because it was that stupid ghost that lives out at sea I didn't want to fight him but you know how it goes Captain Pilk was it 
That's the one. Uh, you live to tell the tale. That's mighty impressive of you. You say you were the Prince of Wolves. I still am. They call me the Prince of Sharks. Uh, nice no, to really, meet you. I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet. Uh, the name's Jabba Joel. At your service. <laughs> Prince of Wolves meets the Prince of Sharks? What? <laughs> oh, it's been a while since that's graced my ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jabberjaw, you know, while I, I don't necessarily agree with sacrificing villagers, uh, it's a pleasure to meet a, a lycanthrope, a fellow lycanthrope. Was it those Ergothoans uh, are calling it serving your hunger? That's all it is. <laughs> and I've been quite hungry. It's not. Yeah, all these, all these wolves on a full moon, they get to, they get to go ranging on the island. Uh, I gotta stay in the shore. But hey, it's a, it's a marvelous occasion to have guests on the full moon. Unfortunately, we don't necessarily have a, a ton of time to stay and we we actually come here on on business on business well at least i could do is uh, give you the tour i i'll need to find a towel he, he, oh he's naked isn't he yeah i mean that's a <laughs> no no i don't mind being naked i just don't want track track water into the manor you know it's bad for the wood floors so they say, I ain't never thought water was bad for nothing. <laughs> well, if we head in there, maybe, uh, maybe I can make you one of my favorite drinks. I'll, I'll make a mean Bloody Mary. Uh, you here to see, uh, Captain Sorenash, right? That's correct. He, I'm like, he gets in his state on the, on the full moon. He's, he's gonna want drinks then he's gonna want blood that's normally how it is well uh let i mean let's uh have some bloody marys prepared and we'd love to have his audience oh you got a nice shiny cup on your hip i ate something like that once before a couple license plates too well <laughs> they go down real easy you'd be surprised excellent jaws joke <laughs> <laughs> excellent Hold on, I think I hear a kid on a raft somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Let's go inside. Gonna talk about his granddad, the Mag. <laughs> Meg is my sister. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, his Savernash, I guess, Sornash. You got it. <laughs> You're doing it. Baby steps. So you, you do head into Blood Manor. And the, well, why don't you make me a religion check, actually? All of us? Yeah, go ahead. 27? Yeah, 27 certainly enough, especially because you've seen it on, um, on your friend Anya. Uh, there are various uh, depictions of the demon lord Giselda. Oh, uh, in in this manner, there are several statues, and there are red kind of draperies and tapestries that both depict um, 
scenes from the Blood Moon, which is kind of like a holy day for worshippers of Giselda, as well as depictions of like Besmara. You know, the classic Bes- Besmara's holy symbol is actually the Oh, why can't I think of the, the name of it? The, the actual skull. The and traditional crossbones. skull and crossbones. Jolly Roger. Yeah, the Jolly Roger. Exactly. So you approach down a long hall and you do see that past this hall, there is a kind of, this is a big entrance hall. And then there's kind of a, um, I want to call it like a, uh, maybe like a ballroom or a throne room, realistically. And you do see a scruffy wolfman in a kind of velvet pirate coat with a large and red feathered tricorn hat and Jabberjaw kind of bows a little bit. Now, Mr. Prince, it'd be good to show your respect to the captain. All right. Uh, he, he bows just as, uh, Jabberjaw. That's a good lad. A captain saw an ash. We've uh, we've got guests. And normally I wouldn't bring him right to your door, but uh, it seems we've got a few lycanthropes amongst the group. This one's called himself the Prince of Wolves. I don't know what that means to all of you. I'm a mere wear shark in these matters, but it uh, seemed important enough to me to bring him along. And he smiles a huge, toothy smile at you. Like, you're, we're talking, like, four feet wide, this guy's smile. This guy reminds me of Bruce from Finding Nemo so mm-hmm. bad. He, oh, yeah. He's King Shark from the newest Suicide Squad movie. I don't know if any of you have seen oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's certainly what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the captain is drinking what looks like a very deep red wine out of a chalice, not much smaller than the hideous laughter, the, the Summerlin cup. Ooh, that's big. <laughs> it's a pretty big cup. And he wipes his lips with his velvet jacket, rises from his throne. Will you be the Prince of Wolves? That's so. That's correct. And uh, this is Anya, Lyra, Tulia, and Durin. Anya would pipe up. Anya Saverine, if you knew a pirate named Saw in the shackles, we're here on business with him, or for him rather. He's quite dead. She's rubbing in a little more, damn. <laughs> Like, really dead. <laughs> we wish we were here on better terms, but that's correct. Saw Moon Island, the Prince of Wolves, you say? That's quite the pair. Well, don't be a stranger here. Come in and sit a spell, and we'll talk over what, what exactly it is you need. The Prince of Wolves is something we haven't heard in a long time. But we come from a long line of wolves. And we owe fealty to the prince just as much as any of them. They're saying you're the prince. I'm inclined to believe them. Much appreciated. And I look forward to uh, getting to know you and our fellow lycanthropes 
of all kinds and looks over at Jabberjaw. He he's never seen a, a were shark before, so this is this is quite strange. He kind of leans down. You're doing great, kid. Keep it up. <laughs> and he like does a thumbs up to uh, to, to Captain Soren Ash. <laughs> Jabberjaw, could you could you bring us another round? We're going to need a few drinks to get through this conversation. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. And before Jabberjaw gets back, I'm going to need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next oh, week. Oh, man, yeah. I knew it. Slapter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.